0: it's Faye
1: and and I'm Delacro
0: and this is Terminal 234 yes welcome back for season four episode three yeah we're already
1: at episode three yeah man we're moving
0: yeah we're moving and we're on zoom with zoom daddy as he Mm -hmm. likes to call himself (laughs) zoom
1: daddy yeah I know every functionality of zoom I can do zoom meeting Zoom webinar. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. be the host. I can be participants. Right. I can be uh what's 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 the thing?
0: What's if you're the on theme? a
1: webinar, like you have a position, you're not the host. I don't like, know what the something. Thing is. You're I don't like, know what to do. Like you tell like, me.
0: I've
1: done. I've done it all. <laughs> Moderator. Moderator. Yeah, yeah. I've there you go. All, like,
0: I've done it all. Yeah. Myself. No. So, so, um, when when this goes up on YouTube, you'll get to see Zoom Daddy's, you know, specialties at work.
1: Of course. Yeah. No, guys, please. Very dangerous. Don't try this at home. Like you might see <laughs> this and be like, Oh, I could do Zoom so simple. Yeah, like what is nah. this guy talking about? Like you're gonna I be promise so confused. you, all of you out there can do Zoom if you just no, put no, your no, mind no. to it. You can't first of all, you can't let people think that whatever you're doing is so easy. Like you have to be like, Oh, oh right, yeah, right, it's right. so hard. Like no, actually I'm really bad with that. Yeah, you
0: can't come for Zoom Daddy's throne. You can't come for our throne. Yeah,
1: I'm actually really bad at that because I feel like people ask me all the time, I'm like, Oh, like I'm thinking about doing a podcast, like what do i need to do like oh it's just so much stuff to think about and like i'm the person that's like oh like it's so easy like anyone can do it i'm like oh like maybe i shouldn't right. say anyone exactly. but then after like i tell them all the things that go into it then like they themselves are like oh like maybe it's not that like you said it was simple but like it's not simple like it's, it's not doable, all that of simple. course.
0: you definitely simplify things a lot more than they deserve to yeah. be simplified sometimes yeah but um you know what let's just get into it let's get into our quick hits for this week
1: yeah so the the number one thing i don't know what you guys are doing um i don't remember what day it was like it feels like it was a long time ago low-key i want to say it was wednesday Um i think
0: it was wednesday it was definitely midweek yeah
1: appointment viewing i don't i forget who says it. there's someone on tv that says i want to say stephen a smith actually he's like okay. it's uh appointment television like it's box office like it's yep. something that you set a, a reminder yeah. on your phone. You set an alarm like, remind me that I want to watch my show at this time. Like, no matter what's happening, I'm watching this. Um, and Which, that's what happened for me.
0: Let's just say I failed at that because I should have set a reminder. I should have been ready and I wasn't. So unfortunately, I missed a good amount of it, like the first, let's say, 40 minutes or so. And I'm sure there were fire songs. Like, I definitely missed Jenna and Juice. Whoa,
1: Faye, are you writing a video on purpose? Oh, you no. You can't see it. The people would like to see you, so yeah, I'll let you figure out your video in the meantime. But yes, right, before he's right, already diving into back. all I'm the back. songs and stuff. <laughs> what the event that occurred? Appointment Television was actually on Instagram Live. I believe it was on Apple TV and Apple Music as well. So I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the versus, the versus battles, battle between the two dogs, DMX and Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And the two dogs. Yeah, it was it was really good. So go ahead, you were saying you missed the beginning of it.
0: Yeah. I missed the beginning of it. I missed like spot. like I mentioned I did not hear Gin and Juice. Um and there were a few songs on the DMX side that I also missed, but um, hmm. um yeah, I, I what I got to see. Um they both did their thing and they're both legendary as we all know. So it was definitely an awesome site. Snoop is just such good vibes. Like at one point there was an interlude, and Uh he just, he killed that shit. I'm like, okay, even for the interlude, I'm still paying attention because it's it's Snoop. And um, DMX is his normal charismatic self. Um, So that was also great to see. What did you think about it overall?
1: No, I thought it was a great battle. It was just like people have been saying it's a celebration of music more than a battle anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a good battle. Like I remember at first I was even like I wasn't even home. I was on the road. I was driving somewhere to get food or something. So like but I, like I said, it was appointment television for me. Like there was no way I was going to miss it. So I had it on my phone while I was driving, like you know, connected to my car so I could hear it. And, you know, I basically, like, I did everything in my power to watch as much of it as possible. I missed probably bits and pieces in the middle just because it's pretty long. Um, But I thought it was a really good battle. I think that um, Snoop Dogg, like you said, was just, like, the consummate entertainer and host mm-hmm. um i haven't watched a bunch of the versus battles but i know that's something that everyone kept saying was like yeah like snoop should literally host all of these like
0: I know, honestly, honestly
1: once the once corona is done like <laughs> if you're an award show and you don't have snoop Dogg as your host asap like, you're like dropping what are the you ball. doing because he was just completely entertaining <laughs> he was dancing he was singing yeah. he, was, he was and dancing, like you can yeah. even tell like he people went out said of his he's way. like the
0: People say he's, like, the uncle at the cookout, which yeah. is <laughs> having, like,
1: yeah, like living really his best was.
0: life, having yeah. the best time. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he went out of his way to make, like, DMX feel so comfortable, like, mm-hmm. and all the, like, you know, of course, it's something that's being produced for people that are watching. So there's, like, little things you right. have to be, like, oh, tell them how many people are on right now, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. and. DMX was not really about to do that. <laughs> like, literally, a couple of times where Swiss Beats is like, oh, DMX, take this. And DMX is like, nah, I'm not saying that. Like, why are you talking? No, like, I'm what's you that. I don't, talking like- about? So, like, Snoop really did a good job of, like, you know, the production side of it. You can tell that he put sure. a lot of effort to make sure. For sure... It was a good show, sure. and the music was really good. Like I was just reminiscent. I'm like, oh my god, where my dog's at. Yeah, yeah,
0: where I did, right here. Like, it was Ew. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know we always say these battles are not battles at all. You even mentioned that several seconds ago. But yeah. um, with that said, there still is a winner most times and what did you think the winner was in this case?
1: Um so I'm not really one of the people that has a scorecard and is like marking it. But I do think that Snoop probably overall won. I think mm-hmm. that it was close, but he probably won by, you know, what they played twenty records. He probably won twelve to eight, something like that.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: eleven to nine, depending on what your preference is. Um Snoop just has a lot of hits. Like yeah. that's the I mean I think people knew going into it that he had a lot of hits. I think he was a favorite, like to win. Um and
0: he, was, but he, and just he didn't just play all of hits. them.
1: No, of course, he didn't even play all yeah. of them. But, like, he, what I really liked, to be honest, what I really liked about the battle was that they also really flowed well together. Like, mm-hmm. DMX would play a love song or his version right. of a love song. Right. And Snoopy <laughs> would be like, oh, since you played that, like uh let me play uh beautiful like you know like they right, did that right. really well like they worked the sequencing was
0: awesome you would think was they beautiful. like sat down, down like together and did it, it. yeah honestly yeah, like yeah, if yeah.
1: someone came out and said like oh yeah like they planned all these songs out together like i wouldn't be surprised because it was mm-hmm. that good i could like, believe it, was it not, yeah never felt random it never felt like oh you're just like oh let's just go to a different like Nah, like you know, and it was nice. Dmx opened with a prayer, which is like Dmx, like quintessential Dmx. It was good. Like literally, <laughs> there was type nothing. Of prayer. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. There yeah.
1: was nothing. I would say like, oh, they no should have done that differently. Yeah. No, not at
0: all. Um, the only thing they should have done differently is New Dogg should have played, <laughs> sexual seduction. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. like you said, like you said, it was well sequenced to the point where I feel like I don't know where he would have slotted it in. I don't know what. DMX song would have gone toe to toe with that, but yeah, I mean, I still missed it though. They could have squeezed it in somewhere. Swiss it's gonna help them with that, but it's fine. It's all good.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it was just very well produced, well done. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but DMX is like one of the few artists that like I really do want to see in concert. Though at the beginning uh, of the battle, I was like, oh, DMX gained some weight. Like, do I want to see him? Like, can he perform? Because <laughs> he was getting out of breath, man. After one minute, like there was a. <laughs> <laughs> that Snoop was trying to have a conversation. I'm like, yo, let the man catch his breath, please. yeah. Like, yeah Snoop yeah. was you know, like Snoop yeah. literally was not high. Like he could have kept going. At the end, Snoop wanted to freestyle and DMX was like, can we be done now? Like Snoop is like, All X, I'm gonna pass it to you. DMX is like, you don't you don't have to pass it to me. Like so no, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. You're right about that. So um I look forward to whatever they have next for us. Um, I'm sure it'll be fire because they've just they kept it consistent. Like I, I yeah. haven't felt a dip at all. Um, yeah.
1: So, and I think ultimately, Risk like there's there's gonna be battles that some people might not be that into. Yeah. But it's of not course. a bad thing. Like you know, it's exactly. as long as you put two people that are for some reason similar, just like an interesting <clears throat> you know competition balance. Like I never would have put Snoop Dogg and Dmx together ever. Um, really? So like, I would know, I would I wouldn't have because I wouldn't have, I think. Like Snoop just has a lot of hits, and their vibes are a little bit. Different. Okay, so you so would, you like, didn't
0: think that DMX would have measured up?
1: Yeah, for twenty songs, like no, nah, I didn't really think that DMX and would be. There you to, go. And, and surprise, to be to be surprise. honest, like as much as we all enjoyed it, like <laughs> he didn't like you. Like you can list songs that Snoop Dogg <laughs> didn't play.
0: Yeah. DMX
1: yeah. played everything. There was no DMX song that you'd be like. Oh, no, I heard that there's some this. stuff he didn't
0: play though. I think there were two songs. I, I really can't remember the uh, name, I would like to know what the they were, yeah, but there yeah, were yeah. a couple songs that I've heard people throw around. But
1: Yeah.
0: Um I see what you mean though. Like literally there are mega hits by Snoop Dogg, sexual yeah. production, for example, that weren't yeah. played. Yeah,
1: yeah no, yeah. I think Snoop just has he just has too many. But yeah. it was cool. Like I said, it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was fun to see them interact. It was it was good. It was good vibes.
0: All good vibes, yeah. So what's the next quick hit we have?
1: Yeah, no. So from good vibes to bad vibes. <laughs> bad vibes. Um we, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but this happened um probably a month ago or, or two months ago, where um our one of our biggest Nigerian artists, you know, of all time, basically the Banj, um, really one of the first that kind of broke through across, you know, across the pond, across the ocean, um, was accused of rape or sexual assault. Um, of a woman. She's I guess an up-and-coming artist. She accused him of assaulting her or raping her in, like, December of 2018. It was a pretty big thing that, like, had Twitter on fire. It was when we were um, on our little break. So we, of course, would have talked about it sooner. Yeah, we
0: missed it. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was, Mm -hmm. like, for a couple of days, it was the only thing on Twitter. And it was just a very peculiar situation. You know, of course, it's a he said, she said, because we weren't there. We don't know what happened. But it was a lot of funny business going on. Um, The band... It was a lot of bully tactics, it looked like, from his side of things. Um, I know that the girl apparently was arrested. Again, all these things are what was going around on Twitter. Like, so much misinformation that you can never say with 100% certainty that's what happened. But Mm -hmm. she was apparently arrested um, on direction or influence from the bench right? So she was arrested because she accused him on Twitter and said it to the world. She was arrested, you know, which is never a good look if a potential victim is being arrested Arrested, for telling their story. Mm -hmm. Um, And then maybe a couple days after that, the whole thing, um, she was pretty silent. And then the next thing you know, on her Twitter page, she posted, like, the band's new song and, like, his video. And, like, almost like a promo thing. Like, you know, like, and people were like, wait, like, huh? Like, this doesn't make sense. Um, of course, people were like, oh, like, was this whole thing just to promote him? But really, mo- more people kind of lean towards long. he, again, bullied her into posting, posting his thing on mm-hmm. there to kind of be like, okay, if she's posting about it, then obviously it's settled. You know what I mean? So I just bully tactics of like, okay, it's, I'm going to make yeah. you post this thing here. And yeah, it's never, never really a good thing. But that's what happened. Um, yeah, the whole thing just looked messy.
0: Little...
1: Yeah, it was very messy. Of course, he came out and denied everything. He have to say that as well. He said, that's not what happened. It didn't happen like that. Um, everything was quiet for a mm-hmm. while. I know that recently, within, within the last week, there were stories that they've settled Um There's an organization I forget what they're called, but they basically uh, advocate for rape victims in Nigeria. And they said they had stopped working with the lady because they don't do settlements out of court. Like they don't, don't, they're not part of that process. But it sounds like there's some type of settlement potentially in the works or something like that. Um, So just thought it was something that you know we definitely want to bring up to let people know. And just real quick, just talk about more so the book. Touch on, yeah if that is what's going on and just the fact that for as big an artist as he is like and like i said it did have twitter on fire for a day or two but that feels like it's almost like damn like you could be accused of rape it's already that quieted and down exactly it's gone that quick
0: i think the reason that always occurs with um rape accusations because like you mentioned it always comes down to he said she said and unfortunately the um the way the world is set up we always want evidence we always want proof and when the proof isn't there it's hard for you to really choose a side if you will Uh, i know there's usually the narrative at least in recent years where we try to believe the victim at all times but like you mentioned there's a lot of um back and forth that has gone on with said victim in terms of supporting his music in terms of settling out of court that has, you know, cast maybe a cloud over her and made her story seem a little bit more shady. But, I mean, for me, I guess I can say with the bullying tactics, it... I, I, I hate to say it, but it doesn't necessarily surprise me because once you have that weight and power and notoriety behind you, mm. you're going to do all things possible to make sure that you keep that weight and power and notoriety. And so, of course, he's going to, no, of course, it shouldn't be the case. But if you want to protect your, your status, whether you did something or not, you're going to try your best to make that person kind of step back what they mentioned or what they said about you considering all they have is their word it's not like she put out screenshots or has any other evidence besides her word so walking things back is going to be pretty easy for her she, there's no evidence that's gonna stay out there outside of what she's had to say at the band so all it takes is you know someone with power to say chill I got you you can settle this and things can change. But um, I I don't really feel like I can say much more than that because everything is speculation. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's true or not true. And I don't want to say the band definitely did something if there's nothing to to say that he did. I don't want to say she's lying if there's nothing to say that she did. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Like Bullying tactics should never be in play when it comes to stories like this. so there's kind of no way for us to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. I think, you know, the the biggest thing that probably we should take out of it is the fact that we need to advocate more for victims. Um, and, you know, just everyone's side should be heard in a fair way, in an open way, in a way mm-hmm. that's not, you know, no one should be coerced into saying something or doing something um, after the fact. Definitely not during or whatever. So I think that, you know, I hope that it gets settled in the correct way in terms of if something did occur. I hope yeah. that you know whoever is responsible uh, does get the appropriate punishment. Um
0: and if nothing occurred, me, I hope that works out as well. I just wish I, I knew more like because for me I actually didn't worry very much as you know as we talked about yeah. last week. I'm not on Twitter. So I didn't follow the story from to the end of it meaning I don't have very much to really put my weight behind. I think this is what happened. Um, but let's say it was the, the nefarious case where she was bullied out of speaking her truth, then that's just you know a disgusting act. And like, if nothing else, victim wants somebody to take responsibility for their actions. So by bullying them into basically take back what they know to be the truth, It it just silences not only them, but other victims that are like, well, they're never going to take responsibility anyway, and I'm just going to have to keep quiet and allow this person to continue on as, you know, a mega pop star that he is. So Uh it's just unfortunate. Like, these kind of stories just makes it harder for people who do go through sexual assault um, and harassment and things of the sort. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll see how this story plays out if it continues to play out in the public eye and yep. you know just you know we wish our best to her and any other victims.
1: Yeah, like, no certainly, certainly. And and it is something that's happening more and more where um Nigerian I don't want to just say artists, but people in the public eye um in that world are being um I don't want to just say accused, but you know, like stories yeah. like that are coming up more and more, which to me it's a good yeah. thing in the sense that if they are true, like you want people to have the power to, to be able to say it. Um yeah, so, for sure. You know I know it's always that that part where we would say like, is it true this and that? But I feel like we've talked about it before on here and if not, we'll talk about it another time where it's just like the the occurrence of false accusations is lower than people often think right like usually people are not just accusing people out the blue like of course it happens because everything happens but it's not like it's not like 50 percent of the time it's not even 30 percent of the time according to some Mm -hmm. studies so you know again prayers to everyone that's involved and hope that Mm -hmm. things work out and you know hopefully as we keep growing as people and as communities we can Continue to better understand what is okay and what is not okay, and mm-hmm. advocate for victims in all situations.
0: Yeah, no, but to start off this story, you mentioned how the band had crossover appeal. Um, mm-hmm. One of the earliest, you know, Nigerian artists to have that appeal. Yeah. Um, and he had that. A next person we're going to talk about, um, at least in large part, um, because of Kanye West and the relationship that. Him and Kanye had early on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was dude, the
1: first, I want to say, the first American Nigerian career to good
0: music. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: a stat that um, nobody needs to check Maybe out. only. Think it must be Are there true. any others? Who knows? There's so many Nigerians <laughs> in this world. Like, you true, can never tell. true, true.
0: Like, it's we'll like find, out, find out three, three years later, like, oh, wait, what?
1: Like, eh, push our teeth.
0: <laughs> no, he's Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: a fact. Okay, but no, um, Kanye, Kanye. Yeah, your boy. Mr. West.
1: Your genius.
0: Stop it. You know what, though? I was thinking to myself the other day. I'm like, the amount of times the words Kanye, West, and genius are in the same sentence is unreal. Like, at this point, is it propaganda that we don't realize is happening? I was just about to say that I, I I have said he's... Like, I have said he's a genius, but I'm like, wait, I think I just used that word because everybody else No, uses that
1: let word. me tell you why I use uses that, word. that word. You know what you I mean? that word because everybody else uses that word. Use that word because Kanye uses that word. Kanye told well, us yeah. that he was a genius when nobody asked him. That's exactly. like we refer to him how he has always asked to be referred to. Like, it's like but if I decide exactly today. Everybody that I'm
0: adopted genius. it. Yeah. Like for in- and only certain artists can do that. Like, for instance, Taylor Swift can come out tomorrow and say she's a genius, but I don't think it would be received the same way. Like, why is yeah. it that Kanye's genius status is, like, almost untouched? Like, till, till, till today, like, anytime I see coverage about Kanye West, everybody has to preface it by, he's a genius. And we all mm-hmm. know he's a genius. He's a genius this, he's a genius that. that. <laughs> well, now I'm going to go around and say, hi, my name is Faye, and I'm a genius. Like, maybe it'll yeah. catch on, because...
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that before we went very dope, well I mean, we're Con- about to get into anyone. everything that happened. But I think that whole yeah. genius thing is yeah. part of how I feel about Kanye currently is that mm-hmm. we, as a society, we tend to say, if you're high-performing, we'll let go of so much. We won't treat you like everyone else um, because you're high-performing. Yeah. I think that's just ingrained in the American <clears throat> psyche. as like If you're really good at sports, if you're really good at accounting, if you're really Donald Trump, if you're really good at any one thing... Art. I, yeah. Exactly. As long as you're good at something, then we can forgive a lot of other things because you're so good like you're a genius. So it's very good, yeah. good for his brand that we consider him a genius because we continue to talk about him when really very fair point we should be over him. I'm tired of him. Sorry, go ahead. Tell the people what's going point. on, okay.
0: Um <laughs> slash the fact that he's a genius is why people are really like well you know or the fact that people consider him a genius I should say is like well you know maybe he wants to be president that's why he he has the right or wherewithal to be the next president agree with you I agree with your sentiment of like when I heard he was running for president it made my skin crawl in so many ways and I'm the type of person that like you have to hold somebody accountable for their actions so accountability does not mean a lack of empathy and with that said i have empathy for the situation i'm about to discuss but basically ever since um let's say july 4th when he came out and said he's running for president officially things have kind of unraveled in the public um that are quite alarming confusing unsettling um and every other word under the under that umbrella so Even the Forbes interview that took place where he announced his candidacy or campaign was very confusing and questionable and all over the place. I didn't read the whole thing. I read snippets here and there, which might be good or bad. Maybe I'm not getting the full picture, but from what I've seen and read, it just seems like somebody that's unhinged and doesn't even know why or what he's running for. Like he he kind of just decided, um, I know we've heard these for the past few years, but he decided that five months before the election, he's actually going to follow through with these um, aspirations. And since then, he's done a few things, one of which being the campaign rally in South Carolina that occurred a few weeks back now. And during that rally, again, we see somebody who is confused and all over the place and unhinged again in my opinion um and to the point where he's saying things about his family very personal intimate information about his family that some would argue should not be shared uh, at least not in the manner in which he shared it um paramount of which is his talk about northwest his eldest child um his first daughter and the fact that he almost aborted her or him and Kim almost aborted her or considered aborting her and all that jazz. So that opened up a conversation about abortion and the right to it and the morality of it and blah, 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 uh, But in that nation, we're also talking about Kanye crying and sharing the, these intimate details and coming off so just all over the place to keep reusing that word during the- And then lastly, I guess the last highlight I should bring up is Twitter rants that he's had um, in the midst of all of this. And again, he's sharing intimate details about his relationship with his family, um, especially that with Kim and then his mother-in-law Chris, saying things like he doesn't want Chris around his kids, saying things like Kim and him have been on the divorce for a while now, saying things like she thinks Kim and Meek Mill have had Unsavory relations, um, just outlines and saying things like he's get out, he's the person get out is about. Which, yeah, watch get out, you get it. Like, he's basically saying he's trapped, um, uh-huh. especially trapped by white people, the crashians. So, all that being said, people have obviously brought into question his mental health along with matters of should he be held accountable and to what and to what extent mental health should play a role in his accountability so all of that is what brings us to this conversation now um i know how you feel to a certain extent but do you want to Mm -hmm. tell everybody how you feel
1: no i think that um before we started recording which by the way i think we're running out of time on this but it's okay or or re up. We can come back again. Um, but no, before we start recording, right. I was just saying that I think that we the way we treat him. Now, I guess maybe I should preface this with, you know, all the okay, mental health. Like I understand yeah. people like, you know, because it is important in this true. I don't want to make <clears throat> it sound like it's something I'm dismissing because I don't know him. I don't know the situation. He clearly seems like there is something there, but a lot of us are diagnosing somebody we don't know. We've never sat down with and had a conversation with. So we can't diagnose him um but we also know that it looks a, a certain kind of way right um to me right. i feel like we've been treating him with like oh he's a special kid he's a special kid no one talks to him any kind of way he's just like you know like imagine that kid that oh the parent like a spoiled kid like a spoiled kid that no one can yell at like but he's always doing something i was like yo I don't want to yell at your kid, but can you talk to your kid to stop doing this? Like, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. we can't just act like this kid is not doing anything. Like he's acting out. And whenever mm-hmm. anyone tries to say anything, then we're told that like, Oh, but you know that he's this way, you know, like the like, inside, wait, is he diagnosed? And if he is, mm-hmm. can we then treat him this way all the time? Cause on one end, we're supposed to take yeah. him seriously that he wants to run for president and this and that on the other end, We're supposed to understand that he has mental health issues and he's not taking, like, to me, I'm just, I'm ready for us to be rid of him as a public figure that we're always worried about. Like, he needs, whatever he needs to do, he needs to do out of our eyesight. Like, we don't need to see him. Like, I was listening to a podcast and he talked about how nice it was when he was not on our radar for a little bit. That's how it should be until he figures out whatever he needs to figure out. That's how it should be. It's tiring, I think.
0: So first and foremost, I, um, I hear you, I hear everything you're saying, and I, I, I agree to a large extent, like we need to start holding this guy accountable for his words and stop using the fact that he's some sort of genius um, as an excuse for him saying outlandish or inappropriate and offensive things, quite frankly. But with that said, one, he definitely has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. He said that himself, and also his wife has come out and said said that as of um, a few days ago, actually. She came out with a statement for the first time addressing all the shit that I mentioned already. And um, basically, she had said, you know what? My husband has bipolar disorder. I've never spoken about it out of respect for my family and him, um, but it doesn't invalidate any of his... Creativity or his thoughts or his dreams and whatnot. In fact, that's what's gotten him to the point that he's at now. With that said, he is kind of refusing help. He's a full grown adult, though. So the help he's refusing can't be forced upon him. And we kind of have to just step back and work it out as a family and with I guess some empathy and compassion from the world at large. And um I should mention that during his tweets, he did say, "Yo, my wife is trying to come out here and, um, basically lock me up. And that's partially why he mentioned the get out thing Mm. saying that he, he was refusing help from his wife. And then I guess whatever a medical professional would have come along with her. So clearly with all of that being said, I do think he's going through some sort of manic episode. Um, and I think it, it deserves a layer of empathy that some people are struggling to give him at this time. Which again, when I started all of this, I said, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. And just because you're holding somebody accountable though, doesn't mean you can't you know, feel for them a little bit. I feel for him, but I also feel for his family because I would be devastated, mortified, like just out of my wits about what to do if anybody that I loved dearly or anybody in my family was going through um, manic episodes in such a public way on such a public um, sphere, like like what do you do like you're especially if you're trying to help them and they're resistant to the help like at that point you just have to kind of let them say the most hurtful things, the most crazy things, the most offensive things and sit back and watch and wait for the time where you can swoop in and get them the help they need. So with that said, I'm like, I'm like, whoo! like, what would you do? What would you do if you're in that position? Like, especially for people who are like, where's Kim? Where's his family? Where's his wife? We're like, trying to blame them for anything he's going through right now. It's like, that's definitely unfair. And then Uh for people who are like, we just need to discard Kanye and never think about him again. I'm like, that's a bit unfair, too, because When he was on the up and up, we were willing to rally around him and, you know, be his biggest fans and, like, prop him up to say things about George Bush or, like, say Beyonce should have won and things like that. So when he's saying things that you agree with, whether it was an outlandish form or not, you're willing to support him. But the moment his mental illness and his words have taken a turn for the worse you're not there any longer. And if you're a true fan, I don't think that should be your. And if you're not a fan, I don't think that should be your stance. Because As a person, the guy deserves a little bit of empathy, a little bit of grace. I still don't agree with the shit he says. I still think you should be held accountable. I still think he needs to be sat down and yo, this is how you've affected the culture. This is how you've affected people that follow you. This is the things that you're doing. But that doesn't mean to get to that point, you're not trying to, like, see where they're coming from and feel for them and help them. Does that make sense?
1: I think I think it or makes no? sense. I think that it's... It, no, no, it makes sense. I think it's just one of those things <coughs> where one thing has to come before the other. Um, and maybe not necessarily, but what, mm-hmm. there has to be more of one versus the other in terms of how we mm-hmm. handle it, right? Like you okay. said, there are a lot of hurtful things that are being said. Um, right. And I do definitely empathize with this family because... Mm -hmm. just listen to you say all that i'm like i don't know what they can do you know what i mean like it seems like they're in a little Mm -hmm. bit of a helpless situation i haven't had to deal with anyone um with those types of issues um so i don't know what Mm -hmm. what power you have by Mm -hmm. law and just slide out what power you have um and it kind of comes down to who's around him what i do think though is that we have to as much as I understand what you're saying, as like yeah, we don't want to just forget about him and just like mm-hmm. quote unquote cancel him. I would never ask to cancel someone. Like it's stupid to me, but I do think that we need to reduce the um the the volume of his mic. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Like, okay, he can have See a mic mean, because yeah. he has a mic. That's what he does. He needs a mic to do most of the mm-hmm. things that he's done. The things that we revere him for requires a mic. But we need to find a way to reduce that volume so that he knows that like listen we're not just gonna let you say anything like yes you have yeah. a situation you have a condition but at what point are we like no kanye we don't want to hear you talk about that like to me that's the part that i'm like i feel like there's a lot of apologists for him there's a lot of people that say like oh but this. there, and are, it's like, there no, are like no can we just say that what he said is wrong can we just say that we don't want to hear him talk about this type of thing like i'll be totally fine if Kanye continued to make his music and continue to do his shoes and continue to do designer stuff, <laughs> why are we talking about Kanye as president in any kind of a serious fashion? That's the part that like makes you push. In back. all
0: seriousness. And yeah. Make, yeah. Yeah. It makes
1: you not want to empathize. Like I'm listening to the Joe Budden podcast and they call Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper is as a serious human being trying to make a point as to why Kanye is not a bad candidate. And I'm like, mm. even the people mm. that were talking to him were obviously shocked because they called expecting him to just be like yeah sorry i don't know what i was smoking and he was trying to make and it's like that's the part that's annoying to me that's the part that's like as long as there are people that still yeah no it's definitely very annoying he'll continue to like it's hard to tell him that what you're doing is not good if he continues to get that support
0: and people look he'll continue to play into it definitely
1: yeah like if he wants to see people that support him he'll see mad people that support him upon the crazy things that he's doing that's the part that i'm annoyed at it's like yo what the hell
0: i agree with that i i i i have an issue with the artists out there as well because like you mentioned and it it soaks the fire it makes him feel validated and yeah. he's doing like if nobody is paying attention at one point he's just gonna have to walk away from the mic and go exactly. seek that help so i do agree with you in that sense and i do think that people who um who keeps saying that, you know, he's just doing this for clout or he's just doing this for the attention or he's just doing this to sell records because he was supposed to release music this past Friday or sell mm-hmm. shoes, whatnot. I do think that they have a little bit of a point. But what I will say on that note is the guy, if he if he is having a manic episode, which I think think he is, has a pattern of doing this every single time he's about to release anything. And I do think that's probably the reason why these manic episodes happen, in the sense that when you have so much pressure and so much like writing on a release, a release from a genius you kind of talk yourself into a tailspin and you end up doing things you might not normally do. Because like you mentioned, he has times where he's not in the public view for a couple months, a couple years. And that's usually Mm -hmm. when he doesn't have an album or a shoe or whatever coming out. So both can be true where he's doing it for attention. But also it's not like attention in the sense that he's trying to sell records. It's attention in the sense that I'm creating genius level work that all of you need to consume and I'm working myself up to a point where I'm doing this and acting out in the public eye um so yeah I mean I don't think you want to talk about Kanye no I mean no more, I, I mean I think, think that I much my
1: more, so. yeah I think a lot of my issue with the client then like I said is I, I kind of like the the thing I said with the mic because I literally thought about it on the spot, you know, so, you know, me too, I'm genius level thinking out here, but <laughs> I, I think that it really, my biggest issue is not with him, like if I'm going to accept that he has mental health issues, right, which it sounds like he's diagnosed, everybody's telling me, his wife is telling me, fine, mm-hmm. he's dealing with issues, he is, I don't want to say he's blameless because he has issues, but there's a level of like, okay that's not him speaking, he's going through an episode. Like, there's a level of that, fine. My issue then is more so with the people that are allowing him, right? And like you said, maybe it's not his family. Like, a lot of attention gets turned Mm -hmm. to his family of, like, where are you, why are you letting him do this? But if his family's coming out saying, like, yo, we're not the one letting him do this. Like, but he has enablers. He has people that enable him and Mm -hmm. allow him to be in our public eye. Like, it's not like, like, of course, he can Twitter rant. We can't control Twitter rant but he went to go do an interview with the whole publication. Like, it wasn't like he just sat in his house and tweeted all these things. Like, you're giving him a bigger Mm -hmm. platform. Like, his platform is big enough already because that's how the world is. Mm -hmm. But, like, we don't have to add to it. And then everyone retweets, everyone refreshes, everyone, like, makes that story bigger. And it's like, why can't we all just hear him say nonsense and be like, that's nonsense. Let's not even react to it. But if everyone reacts to it, then we're literally making him louder. We're doing the opposite of what we should be doing, which is to not silence yeah. him, because I don't want to ever silence a black man, but we should be able to turn down the volume on certain yeah. things. Like, it's kind of like the thing with hero worship. Like, sometimes the people that we put up is like, we love this person, but not everything they do we love. And some things they do, we're going to be quiet on. We're going to be like, eh, let's not talk about that part.
0: We're going to have a problem, yeah. 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 I agree i agree and, and, and something else i think we the, can end it on kanye that. No, thing, honestly oh okay yeah, <laughs> and the
1: whole kind thing like i'm just like this guy was where? telling me
0: before we started talking he does not want to talk about kanye now you can't stop talking about kanye
1: <laughs> yeah i, I can't because it's, it's just it's just upsetting to me you know it makes my blood boil but the other thing is like where are his <laughs> friends like does he have friends like where are they at what are they doing like this is where you need friends this is where like Again, like I said, I'm not just looking at mm-hmm. him and people are looking at the family. And, of course, they've come out and said stuff. But now I'm also looking at them, like damn, like, where are your friends at? And I know that there's so much that could go into it. But the people that are around you are so important because they protect you from yourself sometimes, which is why we're going to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. And
0: uh-huh. that's part of it. That's a perfect T.O. Te- to our main topic for today. But I will say in the case of Kanye, um, Dave Chappelle did fly out to Wyoming to go see him. Um, So that was a really good sight to see that he does have somebody, um, especially somebody that is on his level of genius status Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. It's the level of superstardom that maybe Kanye can listen to and respect. Um, Because when he's just seen a bunch of Twitter yelling at him i'm sure he can disregard that a lot easier than the likes of dave chappelle so um luckily he does have people that care about him that are making sure that he is on the up and up to a certain degree and his he's not really you know gonna go crazy on us but um yeah no i think now we can definitely bring up the at hand, and the fact that today um we're talking about friendships and those relationships in your life because um, when we're speaking about wellness wellness is not only a solitary um, endeavor it involves a lot of external factors and people outside of yourself and for me one of those um, people or one of the set of people that really matter in my life are my friends just as much as my family and like co-workers and things of the like my friends are a paramount set of people that I need to keep my engine going. Um, How do you feel about friends?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely think friends are important, you know, like I said, going on with the whole Kanye thing, like, you need friends friends are important friends can protect you from yourself sometimes and Mm -hmm. you know just kind of help you look out for danger that you might not see because sometimes that danger is within yourself sometimes it's without right sometimes it's out there Mm -hmm. but friends are important and you know specifically we really want to talk about not just the importance of friends but also just the idea of how many friends you have, like the quantity versus quality thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, of course, when we say it that way, it becomes a really simple, like, oh, of course, quality. Everyone knows that you should always say quality over quantity. But I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't necessarily live their lives that way. And it affects how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like it affects how full your life is, the kinds Mm -hmm. of friendships you have, right? Because there are people that I see, and, you know, of course, I'm judging them. Guys, I judge people. Don't don't let people like me. I'm one of people that judge people. But I see people that have like a bunch of friends and there's a level of like hollowness to their friendship. Like even you bringing up Dave yeah. Chappelle going to see him. Yeah. Like again, we're not gonna talk about Kanye, but we can use him as a reference point anyway. Like to me, I'm like, what okay. kind of friendship do they have? Like, are they really friends like that? Like, is that really the person? Like I understand, like, I understand when you put I will the, say they are when you really put the, friends no, no, no. I understand when you say, like, okay, like he's somebody that he might look to and be like, you've accomplished something on my level. You're, you know, like he might respect him for that. But to me, I'm like, is that really your friend? Like, are you guys really hanging out? Like, forget if Kaya was not saying crazy stuff, is Dave Chappelle and Kaya, like, are they friends? Like, to me, I don't know. I don't follow either of them on anything, so I don't know their lives.
0: But they I've are, never
1: connected are them.
0: in the sense that they go way back. They go way back. Like, Kanye would be on Dave Chappelle's show back in the days when Dave Chappelle started a show on Comedy Central. So apparently uh-huh. that was where their friendship began Uh and then ever since then they've remained consistent and um reliable friends for one another Uh um and i think we all know that dave chappelle has had a spotty past like in terms of potential mental health issues himself i don't ever confirmed it but um a lot of people will say the reason he left the industry for so many years was because behind the scenes he was going through some things um and no no amount of money was gonna be able to help the situation or help him stay in Industry, like the industry, and a toll on him and his mental. So I can understand him having maybe a level of understanding. Um, oh, definitely, definitely.
1: That's why um, I said situation. I definitely I could see the I could see the yeah. understanding. But my question really is, and like I said, it's not necessarily specific to Kanye. So I don't want to get too like stuck to Kanye. I just use him as yeah. a reference yeah. point. Two but it's the idea there. of yeah. like, yeah. how like what is a friend, right? Like, what do we call A quality friend, because. If, I, if we're just going to say, oh, quality versus, mm-hmm. like, at what point are we say like, oh, this friend is a quality friend versus just a friend versus associate versus all these other I terms totally that people you. use to try to differentiate the levels of their friendships? It's an important thing to know. And it's an yeah. important thing to know, like, what are the things that make someone a good friend and a friend that you can you friend. can count on, right?
0: Yeah, no, um I agree with you in the sense that there's a lot that goes into Friendships, um, least of which to me is like how long necessarily they've been in your life because just because somebody has been a consistent friend and always been there for, let's say, 10 years, doesn't mean that they rival a friend that might have only been here for three years or five years, whatever, um, that might show other qualities. So for me, the length of a friendship is definitely important because if somebody has been there for a long period of time. Obviously, they've seen you through ups and downs. um, And they've seen you through your best and your worst. But outside of that, for me, I I just like the feeling of safety in a friendship. Um, I think that's how I can measure the quality of a friendship. And Mm. safety is, I know you're always going to be there. Like there's a loyalty involved in our relationship there is um trust like i know no matter what like, i feel safe and tell you to tell you the hardest or the happening going on in my life um and you know i i just i think again when i think of my most quality friendships they just make me feel safe they make me uh-huh. feel like no matter what 10 years down the line wherever i am they're gonna be there for me you know what i mean uh-huh.
1: No, definitely, um, definitely. Actually, so yeah, that's the fact for that you're the me, word safe, friendship is. Um, have you watched the HBO show? I feel like I'm going to ask you this every week until you, in fact, watch it. Um, have you watched it? I May Destroy <laughs> You?
0: No, I'm going to. I really am. I swear I will because I've heard so much so about it. But that's
1: such a good show. Yet. It actually fits very perfectly into the way you just described what a good friend is, um, in the sense that it really explores that topic of feeling safe around your friends. Right? Like your friends making you feel safe. Um, and as it turns out in the show, the girl feels very safe around her friends because they're her friends, like you said. But as someone like as us being the third party, if you will, she shouldn't feel safe around her friends. Mm-hmm. Not because her friends mean to harm her, but like her friends don't do enough to protect her. Yeah. You know what I mean? To and to it, me, like I yeah. do definitely agree, like that's what a friend is. Like a friend is someone that is going to look out for you. Um even when they don't want to, even when it's annoying, even when it's like, yo, why did you do the most? Like, you're doing the most right now. But I'm still going to look out for you. It's kind of going back to another show, um, Snowfall. Do you watch Snowfall? Mm-hmm. No, you don't watch Snowfall.
0: I've seen it here and there, but no, I don't watch uh, it. <laughs> but
1: that there was, there was
0: a <laughs> – I'm just going to reference all the shows I'm not a consistent watch. viewer. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's, there was, a, uh, there was exactly. an episode where the main character, like his best friend, um, you know, of course, they're selling drugs, blah, blah, blah. But the, the point in episode, and I remember, like, it became a meme, I feel like. It was, like, a big thing on Twitter where the the best friend had done something wrong, okay. right? And then the main character basically had mm-hmm. to go, like, defend his friend. And, like, a, like, you know, basically, let's say his best friend slapped someone. Mm-hmm. But, like, as the best friend, he had to be like, okay, I'm fighting with you. But then after the fact, it was like, yo, you really shouldn't have slapped them. Like you, you were completely wrong for doing that. Like, yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so it's like, yeah, that's friendship in itself is like defending your friend, but at the same time, holding them accountable, not just defending them and writing for them. Like people always say ride or die, but yeah. it's like, no, nah, like don't want to die with your friends. Like it's not ride or die. Like you should ride with them, but you, there should be a level of accountability. There should be a level yeah. of understanding, responsibility. Of like, hey, I'm not just going to let you do whatever you want. Uh, because I'm your friend, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. I'm not judging you. Like, you can judge your friends. There's nothing wrong with judging them and saying you're acting
0: crazy. For sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, for, now, for me, now, the reason why I was mentioning, like, the length of friendships not necessarily dictating the quality of a friendship is because uh-huh. after being on Earth for a amount of time, you tend to accumulate friends. Um, yeah so you know being a 25 year old woman i've had friends from middle school high school some that are still in my life some that are not um outside of college work whatever and when you're collecting friends realize that oh okay this person i've known for 15 years but i hardly talk to them they don't know anything about my life i don't know anything about theirs we call each other friends more out of like it, it feels weird revoking such a title um, if you've called somebody a friend in the past, you tend to call them a friend in the future, uh-huh. even though that relationship might have changed. Um, so with that in mind, that's why I brought up uh, the fact that, you, you know, you necessarily rely on the length of a friendship to dictate the quality of it. Now, for me, on top of that, when it comes to quantity, now let's bear very, very off from quality. Uh-huh. When it comes to quantity of friends, some might say I have a lot of friends. But the thing about that is some might call themselves a friend to you, even if you don't see them as a friend. Hmm. And for me, it's like, okay, some people all you need is to be the friend that shows up to their already and they like shows up to any, like, you know, celebratory event that they have and immediately you're a friend. That's not enough for me to consider you a friend. That's when, again, you're not getting that quality stamp for me. Just because you show up to all my, like all my, you know, celebratory events and I show up to yours, that just means I, as a person, have love for you, have care for you, want to see you thrive. But if we're not outside of the happy-go-lucky things, then how, how can I consider that a quality friendship? Again, the wealth of a friendship for me comes when I can rely on you when it's not so great when things are mm-hmm. not so celebratory when i know you're somebody i can pick up the phone and call at the worst of times so that's where you know again that quality stamp you're not getting it from me um, Yeah. even though others might consider me a friend like you know what i mean or others looking outside might be like they has to be friends with this person even though in my mind i'm like nah. um, yeah And now I do think, for I do you think another... what is one of the big things that
1: Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question. I want to ask that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I was just saying, like, what do you think is like a big like stamp of quality for you? That just because that person might seem like a friend from the outside looking in, if they don't do X, they're not a quality friend for you.
1: Um, I think your, your word safety, I like a lot, though, maybe from the way I see the world, I you know, kind of raised to be like, oh, I feel like I'm safe no matter what. Like by myself, yeah. like I got myself. Um, But another word I think is close to it is comfortable. For me, like that's something that's really important. Like I'm the kind of person that, depending on how you know me, you might think I have friends, or you might think I have no friends, or you might think yeah. I talk a lot, or you might think like, have yeah. I ever spoken before? And it's just about how comfortable <laughs> I feel, honestly. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. if I'm comfortable, then of course I can be myself. I can show you all sides of me without. Of course, like I said, I expect to be judged, but with less judgment And You know, I expect the judgment to not be harsh. If I don't know you as well, if I don't feel that comfortable around you, you're not my friend. You're not somebody that we're not going to do anything together by ourselves. Like, you know, like, like we can, like, you can invite me to your party. I'll invite you to my party or something. But, and, like, in a group setting, we can hang out, we can do stuff. But yeah, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't feel too comfortable just hanging out with you by, like, just both of us. Like, so you're not, like, a friend like
0: that. You Uh, know what I mean?
1: So. And like you, like you said, I'm one of the. Okay,
0: maybe let's not let's not let's not acting like oh it's an exclusive club. of Faye, or the La friendship no, club is so exclusive. Like, of course, people that are friends that okay might not have that huge quality stamp. We're just talking about the hierarchy level of friendship. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I can rephrase it that way. Of
1: course, yeah, no, no, it's definitely like you said. Like, it's definitely hierarchy and. It's the people like there are people that I know yeah. that I'm comfortable with, and under any circumstances, like I can talk to them, I can be around them. Like I'm not like I'm yeah. not too worried about judgment or whatever other things we worry about as people. Yeah. And then yeah. there are people that like mm-hmm. okay, like you're my friend yeah. that we go out together. You're my friend that we do this exactly. kind of thing together. You're my friend that will you know we talk about this mm-hmm. specific thing, and if we're not talking about that. I don't know what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's different levels of friends and (laughs) to kind of piggyback on your point of it's not an exclusive club or something. I mean, there's also the situation of people that you, you feel like you want to be friends with, but you're not friends with, right? Like you feel like, Oh, like I want to be on that Mm -hmm. level with you, but I'm not because we don't have experiences and you know, like, you're not going to force yourself to be friends with someone. Like, you yeah. probably see someone like, oh, that person is cool. I would like to know them more, this and that. But it just for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. Like, that's life. It doesn't mean that like, you're going to force yourself on them and be friends with them. Like, you just know that, okay, like, that person is not my friend that we hang out together. That's my friend that if we're at a party, we say hi to each other and we crack a joke or two and we keep it moving. Like, it's yeah. okay to have those different levels of friends. The more important thing is just to have those friends that really are going to be there and to also recognize what kinds of friends you have because sometimes people don't know the difference mm-hmm. people think that their turn up friend is their friend for always and it's yeah like, that's, see, that's, what, that's like, weird what to me yeah. yeah
0: yeah like you have yeah. to know
1: the difference i think if not like you will just have unnecessary drama
0: exactly yeah like again to go back to kind of what i was saying earlier like i've, I've heard somebody like consider me like oh you know, like me and Fair are close and then my mind, like, like I, don't if, I don't know if we have the same definition as, yeah. as um, each other. So yeah, I, I do think that sometimes you need to assess the friends you have, like back to the show you were mentioned, like maybe to her, she thinks she's safe, but she hasn't done the self-reflection necessary in order mm-hmm. to realize, oh, okay, there are gaping holes in this friendship that I wasn't aware of before. So definitely do some self-assessment just like you do Assessment of you and as a person, of you as yourself, you want to do assessments of people in your life and the relationships and the love or not lack thereof that they're bringing into your life. So, I think that's definitely an important sentiment everybody to leave with because I've heard, um, and I'm pretty sure I've heard it from a reputable source, I'm pretty sure it's facts that you know when people measure the happiness in their life, uh-huh. a lot of times what measuring it against is who they've loved and who's loved them. Like not money, nothing material, not the job they had, nothing like that. It's about the relationships they've kept romantic or otherwise. So definitely realize that that's a huge source of um, of wellness and happiness in your life. And it takes as much care as anything else. It takes as much care as your bank account, as much care as your career, as your family. It's necessary for you to worry about the friendships and the people that, You hold dear.
1: Certainly, certainly. I was just having a conversation with someone recently, just talking about the idea of just even the people that are your friends, how you end up being like them, right? Like, even Mm -hmm. if you somehow, like, you know, of course, we've all heard that birds of a feather flock together, blah, blah, blah. And we've Mm -hmm. all, I'm sure, at some point gone through that phase where we've told our parents or whoever, like, that's not true. My friend is like that, but I'm not like that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's normal. We understand, like, just because you're friends with someone doesn't mean you're the same. But the more you're around someone, um, I don't want to say you become more like them, because then it sounds too simplistic. And of course, everyone's going to be like, no, I don't think so. But mm-hmm. the things that they think, the way that they view the world, affect how you view the world, right? Like, if you have a friend that's willing to do X, Y, and Z, even though you would never be willing to do it, the more you're around them, the more you, you're open, yeah. your, you see that perspective, you soften up a little bit. It's like, okay, like, maybe... I might be one day. Like, you move closer to <laughs> yeah. it. Or even the, the scenario we were talking about, actually, when we are talking about this, was someone that maybe had never thought about something. Like, you've never thought of this idea of, like, I don't know, going to the club on a Tuesday. Something basic. You've never thought of going to the club on a Tuesday mm-hmm. because who goes to the club on a Tuesday? But then your friend is like, yo, yeah. you know you can go to the club on a Tuesday. Now you're going to think about it. Yeah. You would never have done it. You would never have been a, a clubber on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But because that's your friend, now you're more likely to do it. <laughs> just because now you know it's a thing. So it's just... This makes me giggle
0: so much because I feel like I'm that friend. Yeah, are the friend I'm that's like I feel like going I'm to the, the club friend on that, that, No, no, not the friend that's <laughs> going to the club on Tuesday. I'm not really a clubber myself. But I'm more <laughs> the friend that just makes my friends think like, oh, I guess that's not the... Like, that's a crazy. i not that crazy. If mm. they can do it, I guess it's not that crazy. <laughs> yeah. Then I've also had friends like that. That have pushed me out of my comfort zone. So of course. And it's good to
1: have, I it's, good to both have it's good to have friends that, you know, people always say, I know there's so many like articles and help self-help books and friendships. But to me, I think ultimately you should be able to look at your friends and have friends that are doing better you know, in something. And some friends that you feel like you're doing better in something. But you should never look at your group of friends and feel like you're number one in everything. Because first of all, you're probably narcissistic. Like, there's something going on with you if you feel that way. Um, But you should also never look at your friends and feel like, damn, I'm the worst at everything. Like, it should be a good mix where there are people that can push you and motivate you. And you can do the same for some other people. Like, that's how it should be. That's how you move as a group. Um, And that's, I mean, to me, that's what friendships are about. It's about sharing your life and experiences, but ultimately motivating and helping each other to... Greater heights.:
0: yeah. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling it.: um, I think
1: that well, we I'm are done. probably I'm ready.:
0: friendships I think I said it all. I think yeah.:
1: Yeah, no, I think we're done. I think we're ready for shout outs. I realize yeah. we didn't pick our song of the week, our tune or oh, 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 our tune of the week
0: um i thought about two because i was already working up like a segue in my head i was like oh all of our quick hits were musical people you know we might as well get into our quick hits but no we jumped right into the main topic so you want to you want to do um songs for part of our shout outs?
1: yes i'm ready
0: okay i want to go first go um the song for the week for me Guapo doesn't even realize it, but the reason it's my song of the week and it is Addicted by Niniola. Hey, I now I realize it. What you mean?
1: I find lots of stars. Number one in the Fine Club.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good song. I love it. That's it's my tune
1: song. of the week. Yeah, no, I really like that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. I posted it on my, my IG story. I was like, yes, I must let the people know that I listen to good music and, you know, put them on. Let me give them some free some free drip. <laughs> um, but no, that's a really good song. She's one of like, the most talented yep. artists, I think, um, out of that country. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. My song for the week. is a song called Bad Influence. It's by a newer artist. His name is Omale. I hope you see now, say you don't my um, But it's a really good song. It's a really chill song. It's just okay. like one of those vibey songs. Um, apparently, he has an EP that's really good. I haven't heard the EP, okay. but he's he's like the new. Like I feel like every couple of months, there's a new artist that's like, yo, they have a really good project. They're the next something something. Like he's like that. He has a really good project, mm-hmm. and now he's like, oh wow, he's another one. To he's watch on out that for. level. So it's a really good song. Definitely okay. should check it out. Bad influence by Omale. And check out his OEP because I heard it was good. Perfect. By reputable sources.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, I believe you. Shout out to um, Yeah. What shout-outs do you wanna do today? What are you thinking? Uh
1: so oh actually we didn't so we didn't really get to prepare that much for shout outs. Guys, today's just a, a little bit hectic. Um, but one of the shout out of I a struggle was yeah, Sierra and <laughs> Russell Wilson had a baby boy. So I was going to shout out. I feel like we have another baby to talk about, but Ooh, shout out to them.
0: on that note, yeah, I was going to say, Nikki Minaj also um, is yes. expecting. She hasn't had her there kid yet, go. but um yeah, and more kids new.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to everybody making babies, you know, during the pandemic. It's quite understandable. Shout out to everybody, you know, that... Having safe deliveries and all that—it's always good news whenever, you know, your baby's born. I've been watching. uh I told you this last week. I've been watching a Handmaid's Tale, so, um, you know, babies are just so precious now. I'm like, wow, a baby! Oh, wow, yeah. wow! I blessed know. be under his <laughs> eye.
0: <laughs> um, blessed be. May he open. <laughs> so funny. You gotta tell. Um, you gotta tell because when we did our little movie watching episode last week or mm-hmm. not last week last season. last season you didn't say you watched handmade still time and i don't think you had started because it i did yeah so you need to you need to let the people know exactly you need to let the people know that you're on board now like you joined me and also watched it at the time you mm-hmm. joined us yeah.
1: no i literally i never had any doubt that it was a good show um, i thought it was a little bit weird so sometimes mm-hmm. i stay away from weird stuff because i don't know if i'm in the right mind frame <laughs> um but i love elizabeth Moss. like she's yeah. Top mm-hmm. two actresses mm-hmm. in the world, and I don't think she's two. Oh
0: my guys, gosh. it's hype. It's Somebody hype, else no. said that to me recently.
1: <sighs> she's amazing.
0: Somebody else said to me recently, like, what's going on?
1: She's amazing. Like, literally, put up whoever you think is up there, and I'm pretty sure that we can have a conversation. Elizabeth Moss is going no, to come lit. on on top. She's she's, she's incredible. So, she's um lit. yeah, I just if was waiting for the right time.
0: Invisible Man. All of you guys need to watch that.
1: I haven't watched that. She's in it.
0: Yeah, she's the lead actress in it.
1: Okay. So so
0: so good. So good. Okay. You need to watch
1: I'll definitely check it but, out. Uh, I'm also going to watch this other thing on um on Hulu. I want to say it's called Shirley. It's like a Hulu movie, I think, because like original. But I'm going to watch it because she's in it. Like if she's in it, I'm willing to give it a try because I love her that much, and I believe in her. Shout out to my my baby Miss And that's Moss. our shout out.
0: That's our last shout out for this week. Miss Um but, but yeah, sorry guys for the delay. I'm sure you guys can hit on your end. Hopefully you made it through the episode and it wasn't too unbearable. But I had fun on this episode love I liked talking about friendships. I liked talking about Kanye West. Yeah. Um I liked talking about everything we talked about this episode. So hopefully you guys are gonna enjoy listening it to it just as much
1: yes good episode thanks for listening guys make sure you subscribe make sure you share with your friends Mm -hmm. you know the more the merrier Mm -hmm. have a good week
0: more years see y'all next week